You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in to the Go 24-7 podcast, part of the 24-7 sports family of podcasts. I'm Billy Embody. With me, Shay Dixon, to break down the breaking news that LSU got with North Dakota State All-American linebacker Jabril Cox opting to end up in Baton Rouge despite never visiting. He announced the news today on uh, social media and through us with Go 24-7, where you can read why he picked the Tigers uh, on uh, uh, Go 24-7 to continue his college career. Shay, this is uh, one that LSU was almost about to get on campus for an official visit right before the dead period hit with the coronavirus and Jabril Cox ultimately ends up deciding to play for the Tigers for his final year uh, of college eligibility. What went into this and and how did uh, the staff get him on board without him ever stepping foot in Baton Rouge? You know, I think, uh, well, let's start with this. I mean, just letting people know how big this is, Jabril Cox, uh, is I mean he's he's a guy that brings SEC size right away. I mean we're talking about uh, a guy who's six three in that two hundred and thirty pound range, plays linebacker. He can play middle backer. He can play on the edge for you if you need to. Uh, and as LSU sort of moves from this three four to four three uh, base defense, and we know we'll we know that there'll be multiple for sure. But uh, a new defensive coordinator in Bo Pelini. He comes from the FCS. He's played against Jabril Cox plenty. Uh, with Pelini at Youngstown State and, and obviously Cox at North Dakota State. But, uh, boy, when you look at LSU signing 22 guys, Billy, in December and, and January, excuse me, December and February and for the 2020 class, that left them with three open spots. And Ed Orgeron said, we're going to hit the transfer market hard. Uh, they had circled Cox, as you noted, pretty early on. Uh, and he had set up his first official visit to be LSU. Everyone at LSU is the team to beat. He's actually leaving to go on his flight to fly down to LSU uh, when the NCAA, or at the time the SEC, announced that no more uh, in-person recruiting was allowed, and now that's been extended all the way to June 1st. Uh, so that was supposed to be back in March. Well, uh, Cox is a guy who's graduating now from North Dakota State. He'll be eligible immediately uh, for the fall and to play in the 2020 season. And uh, because of that, I don't think he really wanted to wait a whole lot longer. And right now we're seeing – a number of recruits around the country say, okay, if I thought I was going to make visits all spring, if I'm not allowed to, then what happens if I can't in the summer? Do I really want to wait that long or, or do I feel comfortable somewhere now? And I think if I were to circle one thing that LSU maybe had him feeling most comfortable about um, beyond the obvious being 15 and 0, as Jabril said, and, and you can read about it on the site, what better place to go from North Dakota State? I've won, in his words, I've won three national championships at the FCS level. I'm going to, now I'm playing for a team that didn't lose a game last year and won a national championship at the FBS level. Not many guys have done uh, come home with titles on both levels, uh, playing FCS ball and then FBS ball. So uh, Cox saw a fit there, uh, but boy, I'll circle Bill Bush as a major reason that I think LSU got this done, especially during the dead period. Uh, Bush has put his name up there as arguably the best recruiter on LSU staff, certainly one of the best. There's a bunch of good ones from Corey Raymond, uh, down to the, the rest of the bunch. But he was big in getting Joe Burrow. He was big in getting guys like Tiaki Aika and Jordan Tolles, uh, this past class, obviously, and Tolles. But 
he got in with Cox. Cox's mother um, is American Samoa. Um, Bill Bush, for those who have followed LSU recruiting, I mentioned Siaki Aika. Uh, he's been big with kind of using that background of being at Utah State, being on the West Coast, but uh, college coaching stops he's made to where he's recruited those um, kind of American, the Pacific Islanders and a lot of those American territories. He's recruited those guys for decades now. And uh, I think a big thing with uh, families like those, whether Polly or Samoan uh, or whatever background you might have is family and, and really trusting people. And uh, Bush has been able to get in with, uh, families that have that sort of background when others couldn't. And because of that, I think that Cox's mom, sort of sight unseen for both her and Jabril, felt good enough to say, okay, Jabril, if that's what you want to do, uh, you can go ahead and do it. And uh, I know I was long-winded there in my explanation, Billy, but I'll sum it up simply. You needed a lot. I mean, they need linebackers. They're moving Marcel Brooks inside. They moved Devonta Lee from receiver to linebacker. They've got Dante Sartes indefinitely suspended from the team. You had Assigning and Kendall McCallum lead the, entered the transfer portal almost as quickly as he got onto campus, it seemed. So with spots to play with, Billy, we knew that they would target linebacker, you know, with transfers, guys who could help them right away, being graduate transfers. And there was nobody out there uh, that's as good as Jabril Cox. And there was a reason 50-plus schools, as he told me, were in his phone book because those were the ones calling him all the time saying, we need help right now at linebacker. You can come in and play. And I think that's the vision for, for Orgeron and the staff. Yeah, and just to let everyone know what LSU is kind of getting in, in Cox as well from a production standpoint, 92 tackles, nine and a half tackles for loss uh, in, in 2019 alone. And uh, he was a defensive player of the year in the Missouri Valley Conference. And um, and then you, you talk, talked about the national championship you know, with the, with the Bison, 16-0 and 0 in, 19, in 2019, three national championships over the course of his career. But I think probably the most interesting thing is he started his career back in high school at Raytown in Kansas City, Missouri, as a dual-threat quarterback, and he was really productive. His his athleticism really showed uh, in his production. He was injured some in high school, which really kind of slowed down his recruiting process, and he leaves North Dakota State as the most wanted and, and I mean, gosh, physically ready uh transfer in, in, in the country, I would say. I mean, maybe Trey Sermon, who ended up going from Oklahoma to Ohio State, but I think Jabril Cox, from an impact standpoint at LSU, uh, you touched on it with the depth that LSU's kind of had to create at linebacker following the departure of Jacob Phillips and Patrick Mean and guys like that, that you know, Cox fits right into the uh, right into the program and, and probably is an instant starter in all likelihood, I would say. And um, I, I don't think that's a stretch for anyone to say what you, you mentioned the coaching staff identifying uh, him early. They had him, you know, lined up for that official visit. Is this kind of surprising to you that he went ahead and, and said, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and do this sight unseen because we've seen basketball transfers do that, but, he's probably one of the few football ones I think we've seen make a decision uh, without having visited. And, and I think it's a huge credit to the LSU staff. Yeah, it, absolutely. A little bit of a surprise to me and not that I doubted LSU being able to pull it off and put credit to them for, for doing it, but it's so much different than a high school kid, right? Like a high school kid, if I commit to LSU and I'm a junior and I haven't visited yet, like, okay, but I still have a year and a half before I sign. I'm most certainly going to visit probably multiple times in that stretch. And for Cox, when he visits, he'll be moving in because he's 
you know, finishing up at North Dakota State, everything's online for the rest of the semester. That will allow him to be a graduate transfer. And, you know, June 1st is when people are eyeing for recruiting, obviously, Billy, to, to be back in motion and, and coaches being able to be face-to-face with guys. But when are people going to be able to report to campus? When is this, you know, when are the current team, which would include Cox now, uh, going to be able to come and are they going to be able to do summer work? Or, so are they going to be able to, to go kind of business as normal and, or as usual? And, and we don't know the answer to that yet, but uh, I do think that it's a bit of a surprise when you just think of that reality, right? Like he goes from playing in Kansas City in high school uh, in Missouri and then obviously goes to uh, up into North Dakota State and, and plays there uh, for three, four years. And now he goes all the way down to the bayou. And the, as I said, the first time he will have visited, the first time he gets here, it will be when, uh, you know, when he moves in, whenever that might be this summer. So I like it. And, and I'll add to this, <clears throat> again, credit to Bill Bush and Orgeron and Fellini to get this done. But you look back, and, and I think people are going to be listening, and, and you mentioned him being injured in high school. And, and that kind of leads to the answer to the question. But people will say, okay, this kid's such a baller. Like, why did he go to North Dakota State? And, and you understand, obviously, that when it comes to FCS, North Dakota State is, uh, creme de la creme. I mean, they don't ever lose. They crush everybody. They win nothing but national championships. They sell out their stadium, uh, all that good stuff. But he was, uh, as he explained it, he said, look, when colleges come through, you know, Kansas City and looking at everybody, your junior year is your most important. And uh, because of that, uh, he was injured his whole junior year. And he said, look, I had FBS interest, but no coaches were going to say, hey, look, here's a scholarship spot for you, even though you're injured all year and you play quarterback in high school and we want you to play defense. But he said, look, I turned around as a senior, put up 3,000 yards as a quarterback, scored 30 touchdowns, and the athleticism jumped off the page. And he told me, he said, look, I had FBS teams warming back up to me, like, oh, gosh, like we're going to have a couple extra spots here before signing day. Would you be interested? And he said, weighing the FBS interest I had at the time, First, just playing somewhere like at North Dakota State, even if it's in the FCS, he felt outweighed. He said it was just a better opportunity. And in his mind, hey, I don't regret it. I won three national championships. I graduated. I got a college degree, uh, made friends for life. But now I've got an extra year of eligibility in my pocket, and I can go to a place like LSU now that I didn't have the opportunity to out of high school. So that's kind of a little bit of a backstory on, um, you know, we're pumping up a guy who – has been up for the Butkus Award, you know, at the at the FCS level, which obviously Devin White won at the FBS level just two years ago. Super talented. How did he end up going that route? Just being injured whenever kind of it's most critical uh, to be healthy in the minds of college coaches. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, 
Live, only on Netflix. Yeah, good stuff uh, there, Shay. Let's let's wrap with this on on what's next for LSU. LSU had three spots. They now have two. I know things are totally in a jam right now, obviously, with, you know, the NCAA dead period being moved back to July or to June one, excuse me. And certainly a lot of questions as to if that date will even be, you know, the one that where we're seeing guys come back on campus and start working out and recruits take visits. But do you think the safe thing to do is probably just to bet on LSU to just take those two spots to the 2021 class at this point? Or do you think maybe that they have someone they're eyeing to add to the roster for this upcoming year um, that, that really we haven't uh, heard of yet. You know, my expectation would be that we could see them carry these spots over. And what that means is if you don't sign a full 25, which right now with the addition of Cox, they're at 23 for this past cycle, uh, that you can carry those scholarships over. So you could bring, you know, those two scholarships into the current 2021 class, which are the guys who are going to sign in December and February and ultimately join the team in, uh, in the 2021 season. And then you could not only be capped at 25, you could add those two and go up to 27. So that seems like the most likely route, right? But I'll give you two options. One, offensive line, and the other, quarterback. Now, I'll preface that by saying those spots are only as valuable as who's out there. And, and right now, nobody jumps off the page as being out there and could help you right away. And LSU's not in – the market really for basic transfers. They don't need anybody who's going to come in, have to sit a year, and then play because they could just recruit a high school player who's probably end up being better than that person anyways in a career trajectory type of way. So you're limited now to grad transfers. And um, there's what Cox is, as you said, Tim and Sermon were probably the best of the best. And we've seen Jamie Newman go from Wake Forest to Georgia, and there's been other quarterbacks bounce around. But given no spring ball anywhere, I think LSU thought, all right, quarterbacks and O-linemen will get in the spring ball. They'll see where they stack up. And if they don't love it, they'll leave. That's what happened with Joe Burrow. He went through a whole spring with Ohio State and said, well, you know, I felt like I beat out Dwayne Haskins, but I think that they're going to lean his way, so I'm going to go somewhere else. And, and ultimately, I just went to LSU. But what do they do now? And, and I look at those positions, Billy, and O-line, yes, you lose four of your five starters, and you've got some depth there that – uh, is largely unproven. So can you go get a guy who can help you out right away? And, and they'll eye that. I'm not sure if anybody's out there right now. And then I say quarterback, and I don't mean that Miles Brennan isn't going to be the quarterback. In fact, I'll double down and say that if they did get a grad transfer quarterback, it would not be to even battle Miles Brennan, but instead to just give them some sort of security blanket of someone who may have played before, who's got at least the ability to get in there, and not be kind of totally caught up in the, the spotlight of the moment because we have to think they've got Miles Brennan, that's your starter, but Peter Parrish wasn't at spring practices, and, and Orgeron said he's not with the team right now. That leaves you with Max Johnson and T.J. Finley, two guys who were early enrollees, but let's be real, technically they're high school seniors, and, and are they ready if Miles Brennan gets hit in the game next year and says, look, I'm bruised a rib and I can't go the rest of the game and I'm going to need to rest up and I might play next game. Do you feel good about putting Max Johnson or TJ Finley out there? Regardless of how talented they are, I would assume the answer would be no. So if there is a quarterback out there, Billy, I'd, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they used uh, one of those two open spots on him just to answer the question that I gave. Like what happens if 
Peter Parrish isn't on your team and Miles Brennan, for whatever, you know, gets banged up in a game and your only options are two true freshmen. And, and that's kind of not the most desirable spot to be in. And also simultaneously taking a grad transfer quarterback who's not going to threaten Miles Brennan's job security. Uh, a, doesn't run him off. Uh, and B, doesn't really run anybody off because most likely he would only have one year of eligibility. Joe Burrow is pretty special with two of them. Obviously that paid off. But um, a guy who maybe had one year of eligibility isn't going to, you know, a Garrett Nussmeyer and Caleb Williams, they aren't worried about it because the time they get to LSU, that guy's already gone. And obviously Max Johnson and TJ Finley, they're not largely expecting uh, to be the starting guy anyways this year. So it wouldn't really matter to them if some other quarterback were on roster, you know, for 12, 15 games. Yeah, good stuff. I agree with you. I think sometimes, you know, in time like this, sometimes it's best to just kind of sit pat, sit pat and, and kind of trust that, you know, the roster you put together for 2020 is good enough to get you back to Atlanta, get you back to the college football playoff and let things shake out. I'm not sure, uh, and I agree with you on the offensive line, that, that there's many guys out there that uh, would be able to step right in right away and, um, you know, play and contribute at a high level for LSU. And kind of speaking of offensive line, you dropped some tidbits on the center spot uh, on Go 24-7, so I encourage uh, you guys to go check that out. It's the last day of the 75% off deal for for annual subscriptions, so check that out. You can still sign up for just a, a dollar a month if you wanted to for that first month, so check that out. But uh, huge news to uh, get your real Cox for LSU, and uh, he's somebody that's going to contribute right away. And, uh, Shay, you, you holding up over there, uh, quarantine life and, and everything? Man, I'm on, like, day – what day is today? There's no more days. It's just, there are no more days? There's no okay, more days. It's, yeah, it's Thursday. So I'm on day 16, really 17, of quarantine now. I've done the grocery store runs. Um, I've done the pharmacy runs, all that. In fact, Emily, my wife, um, is probably on day 15 or 16 of quarantine, and she hasn't even, like, really even left the house. I think it's a ploy to where if she got – uh, sick, she would just blame it on me because I was the only one who left the house. So I'm just trying, you know, trying to stay above water on multiple levels out here. But uh, but yeah, doing good, hanging out. How's uh, how's life in the Tampa area? How's the fam? Oh, fam's doing great. We've been we've been down to the beach. Uh, we haven't gone to the beach, so we're not allowed to do that. But we can stare at it from a distance, and it's rather nice looking. And the weather's been good, and everything like that. So. We're enjoying our time by the the pool, a little quarantine action, and uh, you know we just did a big, big uh, store run today to kind of prepare for the shelter in place that's uh, hitting uh, Florida. So all is well down here. Been been quarantined for quite some time, but uh, we've been uh, talking for quite some time about Jabril Cox as well. So it's about time to wrap it up. Hope everyone enjoyed uh, this edition of the Go Twenty Four Seven podcast. Stick with us, and we're going to break down uh, what's next with the NCAA dead period being extended all the way through the month of May, how it impacts some of LSU's top targets, both in basketball and football. We'll do that on the next edition of the Go 24-7 podcast.